recording has started on both. Beginning of Act One, I guess. Thank you. So, here we are at the at the, the very start of the madness that can only be about ten days ago in the court city, in which um, in the drunken dragon um, assassinations occurred, Earth's death and dramatic re awakening with the uh, sun the son of Dorne uh, um, rising to to take his body and very dangerous things occurring until the cursed sword decided I'm going to stick with this guy for now and other things happened at that point with all the attention of House Fjarland that the house of entertainers assassins coming after you you had to have the protection of either a dragonmark family or the royal family so you went to the king and queen and then of course Yes, indeed, escorted. Then, of course, House Fjarlin decided to, to come and say, well, the thing is, you can't have criminals under your um, um, can you? And levied a host of crimes, which, agree or not, existed. So to clear your names, you were ushered forth um, via Eklund's teleportation circle with Elspeth and a retinue of royal guards the intent on explaining to the arch elector, the king and queen, whoever will will hear, these people are not bad people. They're actually very important to us, so set this free. Also, I want to invite you to a sweet um, summit of um, leaders in like six or seven weeks. It'll be Throwing fun. Throwing a party. <laughs> Throwing a party, and they should be there too, perhaps. Um, <laughs> There's your entertainment. Then you met this lovely Hello, by the name of Archlector Blackto, who is my uh, little pic picture there on roll 20. And uh, besides the, you know, lift which came from missing up a bunch of his front teeth and whatnot, uh, you found out that he very much did not want to let go of the, these crimes, especially those are Earth you guys were not so aware of, which included, you know, abandoning his post and the Legion, the Third Legion of the Dead just being wiped out and orcs um, overtaking the, in, the entire pass and using some terrible poison and here's the arm of a, of a tabaxi and a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. um, but don't worry, don't worry Urfa. you can earn your freedom and the black grip was applied to him which would go pop and explode his, his head into a scattering of crimson but don't worry you have two weeks to take care of a pesky mercenary company in Dornberg um, how much the Archlector seemed to know of Urfael's history with the Suns and, and with Dornberg has never really been, dis- been discussed. Urfael's past, um, past in Pilgrim's Pass, a, a, a narrow, more or less... So that fight I'm Pass, 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 and then say it like, um... This is what I'm talking about. Archlector. It's too much of a tongue, tongue, tongue twister. <laughs> Um, Careful, otherwise he'll lose his tongue too. Fire <laughs> 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 right off. Um, but Urfael's um, past in Pilgrim's Pass was is known, and who better to go go there prove his might and die along the way? No big, no big foul. So indeed, you departed. Whoops! See, I already made the mistake. I knew I was going to do. I need to move the players. So you, you guys can now see the map Damn. of the, the, the map here. I take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. 
So you see that you were in Silwood here, and you moved your way over here to Dornberg. Ultimate goal to the Pilgrim's Pass, and then back to Silwood to, to get the Black Grip taken off. Well, within uh, Dornberg, there was a bit of a spat between downstairs, upstairs, a bunch of the lieutenants of the Sons of Red Jack, and in one gruesome dawn, I'll say, um, before the sun was is even up, you effectively eradicated all of them. Beginning here with a, a large number of all of the lieutenants and a number of their folk, you saw one of them was a tiefling, and you saw a, a white hand come up, grab her sternum, and rip, and then you got there, and there's nothing, just a smoldering hole as she began to, to burst into flame. You went into the... I've got questions about that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting it's to move fine. the player it's tab, nothing. damn it. Um, so that, that is where this happened here, a fun um, mm-hmm. battle. One of, the, one of the last that we did in person yeah, right before, about, before taking a significant time break and moving to World right 20 about there. more exclusively. I think it should be pointed out that the fight only happened here because somebody was throwing a tantrum. Whether that Sorry. was Earth or Annie, um, <laughs> not sure. Annie doesn't throw tantrums. Annie destroys tantrums. She throws shatters and kills five people immediately. Yep. Five fucking... In the infinite words of Amaze Ventura, Sure, let's just do everything that you want to do. You went into the jailhouse and found several people including an old man by the name of John Weaver and his family imprisoned because he was a dissenter to the rule of the sons of Red Jack. You set them free, conversations were had, and then you moved your way up to the Baron's um, keep. A bridge combat here where you fought the first and second, in a sense, of the sons of Red Jack's right-hand man. Um, uh, Paxton the patient and Scipio the inspired were here. It's also where Earth lost his shit for I think the second or third time and uh, uh, killed some, some good people that, that were, were just hanging out. <laughs> Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, regrets were had perhaps. Um, entrance to the estate mm-hmm. was gained and we move our way to sneaking through and ultimately fighting yourself in the Baron's study. You guys are still following along with my with my, my map changes, I assume, here. Mm-hmm. Um, where you meet, uh, uh, oh my god, not Cormac, not Con- Conric. Conifer? Conifer, thank, thank you. I was mm-hmm. so many. <laughs> so many. Conifer, <laughs> Mactier. They're not a creative friendly. No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, chats. What were had with him, um, some familial in na- nature, um, some vitriolic, uh, but it seemed that while he originally did invite, in, in, in essence, the sons to be here, he didn't like that he was essentially imprisoned in, in his own estate at this point in time and really was un- under their thumb, just like all the people. He encouraged you to go to the dining hall, or one of the more private um banquet halls here where you came and with wildflowers and the scent of 
of Popery on the outside and the inside, you see a space of death. All of the nobles and what could be considered nobles in this backwater um, mining t t town up in the m mountains between um, Agastone and Scarland. All those people remained here dead, and Jack what, what was there sipping on, on some wine, which he may have poured something into just before you got there, that you got there. And a battle broke out with him and Scipio the Inspired and two invisible assassins that were there as well, with some clever cone of colds, some heavy-duty slashing left and right, and a well-timed and first use of Otto's Irresistible Dance as Annie plucks away and sees Jack's feet just going non-stop as he laughs, he dies. But that would not be enough because there, what about Jack Jr., the last of them? So you make your way to the mines and you fight several folk through here as you make your way further into the, the mines and you kill Jack Jr. here only to find that he was indeed a, a red-skinned tiefling uh, with his horns shorn very, very close to his head and always was under the guise of Helm and, and Hapley. After you freed John, John Weaver, you heard that the sons had found, or that the miners had found something, some obsidian wall with, um, with etchings and, and scrawlings on it and, and whatnot. Well, you found that same wall, and um, Norwin, with his gloved, bloodied uh, um, hands casting comprehend languages, touches the, the wall to, to read it, and a, and a, uh, a poem spilled from his lips that seemed like a warning. In whatever language this was, seemingly very, very, very old, though the outside of this cube unblemished, became clear that it was indeed a prison for something very old, very ancient, very dangerous. The wall fell, the thing haunted Earth's dreams, and frankly it still probably does in a sense. Um, not so much him haunting, but some of the things that he saw were gruesome to behold, to behold every step of the way. But take a little sip. Not to mention, Earth still fully <clears throat> remembers killing Norman. Mm -hmm. that's, that hasn't that's changed. Yeah, he has no restoration. So, as far as as Earth is concerned, he did kill Norman, which was the plan that came up after a night of not restful sleep by Earth. Him waking up, seeing this grotesque, spectral, shadow-like form hovering directly above him. The fragment of Elder Starlight scared it off, and you found that through some um, going Everything back with to you guys Baron is always Steve. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke with Dead from the skull of the skeleton that was also with with it in here. Some human by the name apparently of Davinor Rayclis, though you did not quite know that at that time. It spoke to you, and you learned sussing through the madness that sp spilled from its its uh, spiritual mouth, it, the mouth of its soul, shattered as it was, massivism, his mind, spoke some truths, which were some facts ab about this, which Anaxoria took as to, thanks for the information, but I'm going to w Wikipedia here and use the scroll of legend lore, I forgot that she had and found out all of what a hymn was, this ancient, ancient um, thing from the time of the Dragon Knights and, and perhaps even the time of the, of the Sovereign Host and as such. 
and how it basically haunts people and eats their um, fear and makes them eventually kill those that they let, that they love and, and themselves. No big deal at all. Um, you guys head back to this space, try to entrap it within, does not go well. A fight breaks out in which you are victorious and a little pocketbook, a collection, a diary of sorts falls out. You go to the empty bottle um, ta tavern to rest for a good two, three um, days past this point to recover all. You guys were tapped, and Norwin translated the, the, this book of ancient tongue, and it was indeed Davinor's uh, diary, which you guys all have access to from from Slack. Fascinating stuff, perhaps. Very, very old stuff. Very old, and you learned a lot. Of little tidbits about the ancient past I will not go into here. If you guys choose to, that is up to you on your own time or to read it or in character. Fuck it. I'm not gonna say shit about it. After you were well rested, Norwin wind walked you all all the way down to Pilgrim's Pass where you began to traverse through Urfail using his memory of coming through here several times in the past and some good fights were had here as as well um, you survived the flora and the fauna the weather itself the harsh winds the the biting glass um which was just the the, the sand and the dust zipping past you and you fought a whole colony of honkegs here in which darbellus was almost eaten but became a giant crocodile inside i'm gonna eat, eat you first in the way that mm -hmm. giant crocs mm -hmm. things. Moving on, thinking it can't get much worse than that, you reach a bridge and and some orcs here. Your first sighting of the orcs, and not the not the ones that you may have expected. Some other tribes of orcs were here, in addition to some some orcs and a rock. Hence the session title: Orcs, Orcs, and Rocks. Oh my! As you <laughs> fight this giant bird but trying to flee from as much as you can after getting into some good hits using the sky anchor spears um that were were gathered from uh davenor rayclis's corpse you make your way again, up. yes i believe it was anaxoria who said do you want these yeah, yeah probably probably yeah probably, Air, probably. you want these things for flying stuff <laughs> A, a harsh night in um, terrible, terrible storm, just flooding and lightning and thunder. Cozy night in the um, dome. Um, wyverns were, were um, wyverns were seen. A, a bunch of other things, but you did eventually make make your way to the bridge here through the rock, killing it more or less. Except that Earth just decided to th throw a potion in its big beak. Some other smaller bird-like creatures here. You make your way all the way up to what can only be described as a torture temple, a message where there's the skeletal remains and those pinioned up and those chained here to allow the other beasts here, the peritons, to devour their flesh, probably still alive based, based on the marks that you can see everywhere. The only living soul here was an old friend of, of Urfael's, or perhaps acquaintance at this, this point, by the name of Ashkari, 
who was one of the Fenhagro, the Didi tribe, not just one of, but actually the sister of Ashugo, who was the tribe's leader and the one who had bound all five of the tribes under a single leadership. Much of, much of Earth's past and time with them came out. At, at this time, Ashkari did not trust her Urfael, but she also trusted the one who had taken over the All Tribe less, that person being Kibao, who Earth knew that name. You all had heard that name at least once from Papa Yaga's lips. And you knew that was what you were getting yourselves into. So you journey onwards and come to an orc camp at, at night that you had to rush to kill them before the um, one orc that you, you had let escape get to them. But apparently he didn't make it for some reason based on some lucky rolls from, from you guys, the just chance. And as far as you know, the guy must have, have taken a, a wrong turn or something because they had no idea that, that you were coming handily. Wope them out. Wope is not a word, but I like to think that it is. Wiped them out. You woke them out off <laughs> the face here. Kari said, look, we can keep on going a straight shot, but we will encounter several more camps like this. Or we can take a narrow pass. She was, after all, a, a um, ranger and had to find more clever ways for smaller groups of people to traverse through. So you said, yeah, let's do that. Longer, longer path, but uh, less fighting, perhaps. So... You did just that. You very, very, like, literally a day and a half traveling through passageways that went from maybe three feet at, 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 at their most down to only a foot and a half and really having to squeeze and scrape by pulling your bags and every, everything else just to get yourselves through. Well, eventually you made your way to doo -doo -doo -doo, the orc stronghold where, where you saw what appears to be the remains of the Legion of the Dead, um, their skeletons, their, their flags, their uniforms left out in a field of desiccated flowers and left as a reminder. A small Irish rock occurred in which Urfael took care of Aruk, um, someone that he, an orc that he apparently knew of. You guys made your way in here and you met this Kibao fellow finally, a red skin or a, a tan skin orc with, with red paint all over him and bald head and you, the other chieftains as well, those that were here. An Arishrak challenge was made by Earth to him and the deal was made that you three versus the three ch uh, chieftains first and then her fail will take on Kibau in single combat. The honorable path was decided rather than the glorious shadow walking path that would have been assassination in the night. So after, after they have their big grandiose feast, you have found yourselves finally and, and very climactically here in some old temple with a tall tower that's been shorn and fallen in, but you guys were just the basin of here. Some shattered um, landmass here that completely ruined whatever tower was here in the steps long before the cleaving uh, um, occurred. And you three did a very, very good job to taking out the 
um, chieftains, and this is where you met Sharkanos. You had seen him the, the previous day, but now you see the shaman, the orc shaman of the Ryukudan tribe. One who, a, a snake-like slithering orc who seems to um, honor not quite his forte. Clearly he has other, other goals and administrations. He was, after all, stealing Ashkari's blood. For what purposes? You can't, well, you, you don't know. But something about the bloodline of ages came up at some point in time. Mm-hmm. In these discussions. <coughs> when we were talking to his buddy. So. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. As I'm skipping through a lot of stuff here, but yeah, I, I actually <laughs> forgot. Yes, it was when I mean, it was when Andy did his speak with Dead on the guy that was watching uh, um, Ashkari with two with two undead, one of which was Cormac Mactier, who is Earth's adopted brother. So, yeah, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. happening. Um, thank, thank you for the reminder. I was like, how did they know, know that again? And yeah, another uh, reminder is we mm-hmm. did avoid Baba Yaga in Jaguar form. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can there I was a tree. The tree. There was a Nearly tree. avoided that. Which could have <laughs> let you guys, in theory, poof away and then come back after resting for, for three days. But it was, it was decided Josh wouldn't put a very natural animal that would be in a mountainous region unless it was, it was the spirit, Baba. <laughs> it was Baba Yaga, Baba the spirit Yaga. of the steps, which you guys don't fucking know. Uh, but it's it, it very well may have been the spirit of the steps, the Multani to this um, crazy place. Yeah, we don't fucking know. Or it could have been a CR one half cat. Um, that those are the two the two options. Nothing in be- between. Yaga. But Baba it was Yaga. a cat in their natural home. <laughs> To be fair, Norman did try to um, reason with it using animal handling, which he has advantage on. We should have known it wasn't an animal without reacting to Norman. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Look at the Exactly how. (laughs) We knew exactly that it was an animal because of how it acted to Norman. Look at dead in the eyes. Don't blink, walk toward it, and bark. And for some reason, it didn't work. So, um, here, the, um, during a, I believe a, um, what's it described? No, it was, um, Earth doing a divination, mm-hmm. um, or a clairvoyance on, um, Jarkanos while you guys mm-hmm. had the, uh, had the hour rest that you saw that I'm bringing this up because I think, I think you guys, it might be somewhat, somewhat important. You saw that, um, he and Kiba were in, indeed speaking, but Sharkano stopped the con- the, stopped the conversation, turned toward the spectral form of, of of Hugh Hackenstone, who looked behind him like, who is he looking look, at? Who's he looking at? Apparently me, as you saw some black eyes with the faintest little hints, just a few offset pinpricks of starlight, or I think only one eye. Um, yeah, so one eye. Offset pinpricks of star, starlight there, apparently allowing him to see things that he should not be able to see cutting the, mm-hmm. con- the conversation in short not responding kindly to annie's um uh animal messenger of hey you want to like chat and stuff maybe maybe we can help each other in his mm-hmm. pocket, it went ashrock yep. commenced and whoo, boy was it ever one um 
challenge to the chieftain of, of the All-Tribe, all an emotional and intense battle, which eventually evolved into one hell of a monster mash kaiju, Godzilla versus King, King Kong, um, vampire demon versus whatever the hell uh, um, Kibel was, after he drank blood from this um, shallow basin, this fiel that, that um, was mentioned by um, Kari which you saw him drink that before jumping down into the fight. Well, during this monster mash here, Jarkano showed his true colors as a druid, wild shaping, summoning snakes, using spellcraft, and then his, perhaps his true true form, perhaps just another odd wild shape of sort, a skeletal spine-like long, like huge-sized snake, creature that crawled all around like a centipede on ribs that skittered on the stone and the sand. Gut rose. Everybody collectively agreed and left out fighting him. Um, no, in fact, the fight did. did <laughs> we are going on. Um, Earth coming out of the transfer, transformation exhausted beyond belief, hardly having anything, hardly being able to stand, to stand up. Norwin falling in combat as well. Anaxoria falling, getting stabbed, and becoming the, the gift of the Raven Queen, blossoming, engulfing her protective shadow as her own shadow rose, winged and and fantastical to um, help destroy the folks using the fragment of, of the Elder Starlight, Eldritch Blast, and ultimately the mantle of Majesty to begin commanding people: stop doing what you're doing. Bad, bad, bad. But most importantly, making your way over toward Earth because. Darbellus had that scroll, and it was going to take you all away, and he couldn't stop it. And maybe blessedly, even though this was the way it was always going to happen, um, it, when that thing triggered, the lines were drawn, the teleportation circle was there, and nothing happened. A beam shot into the sky, the runes remained, but nobody went anywhere, allowing Annie time to grab her, grab her and dimension door back with her very last slot i i believe but boom, the pillar of light came down and out stepping from it were several figures and this is where we're going to transition over to my people here here we have some images you might want to zoom out um a bit because i have a lot of uh, 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 images here zoom out have, get away from those back i'm flashing back we have keybow on the upper left, um, not so cocky anymore perhaps, that obsidian shard that, that, that he had many of those on his chains, Sharkhanos there with, with, with his snake-like like staff, vials of, of demon's blood and whatnot on his side. There, there were also some um, orcs that seemed a little bit more friendly, but at the point that they were at right now, oh, how could I have, have mentioned very, very supremely important Norwin's um, spy mission in there to try and plane shift Jarkhanos away, which did not take, but instead, he said, fuck it, I'm going to get Earth's tabaxi friend out, just just below Kibao now, you can see what Inigo might look like if he had his fur, had both eyes, um, had both ears, and had both legs and both arms. He is essentially hairless, one-legged, one-armed, one-eyed, one-eared, Sphinx cat that has been kicked in the gutter and left to, to, to rot in a cage far too small for him, but Norman did get him out. Um, 
Of course, all the while you were traveling with, with your comrade Darbellus here. Now going below that, we have several people that stepped out of this column of light, this apparently this reverse teleportation circle. The first Bridge? you found out was the uh, um, was the advisor to the Agristonian king and queen, Orsoth Hypothest. Then Crown Prince Daniel Ashkevron of Spiramenea, a, a friend, the one who gave you the fragment of Elder Starlight and Elspeth's brother. A friend of his and Eskel's te teacher, sorcerer, and paladin Avalak, who I have two pictures of, so you can see what he look, look, looks like when he's not so we <laughs> know. It, it kind of looks like he's like he's holding a flag of his own his own face, <laughs> which I think we should all just take that as that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's what he's doing all the time. It flaps yeah. in the wind. Yep. This is what I look like beneath the hood. Um, and a dramatic entrance, everyone's fan fav favorite. I don't, I, I, I hate trying to find a picture of Eskels. I think we, our, our head cannon is what it is. So um, except for the one that he had on Slack for a long time where it was Eskel in like a tank top but um that's I found, what i think of i found yeah. i found one i kind of like so it doesn't have to be your head your be your head cannon by any means but um i kind of like that that one of them. Yeah, that's nice um i mean it's not a tube top but you know it's not a tube top <laughs> he's wearing it under his armor that that's the thing that, uh, that's sure the thing. okay 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 his belly is very very chafed under the full plate yeah and a final figure that, that stepped forth, which is now going to be above Avalok here, um, Teferi, uh, you don't know his last name, but apparently um, you find you find out is also an um, Inquisitor, the sixth Inquisitor, which baffles Darbellos. Why are you here? Why did the scroll not, not work? What the fuck is going on? Well, perhaps it's a good thing that it happened that way because they came, they helped, uh, kill things. They helped calm things. In addition to their crucial um, advances um, there, there are two orcs besides Ashkari um, that are perhaps worth worth mentioning here. If you go above Teferi, just to the, the right of Sharkanos, we have um, an orc who um, Earth was familiar with. An, an, an old orc of the Fenhagral, uh, friends of Ashugo Am and familiar with Earth, though not necessarily friendly, um, knew of him, was there at the same time that Earth um, lived with them and became blood brother to Hugo. Um, Lasgar is, is his name. Pleading for peace, peace, peace. Calm yourselves, everyone. The Shen Karak and the Rodan having nothing to do with peace. And with just the, the, the two of them versus the, the, the Fenhagral, may not have gone well for the Fen, but another orc, Gruzak Grayskull, the, um, without a chieftain, apparently a respected enough figure of the, of the Rokidath, uh, or Rocky Doth, A-O, though. Yeah. Rocky Doth Rocky, the Rocky yeah, Doth, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, came down as well, trying a pretty sweet jumping axe maneuver on Jarkanos' snake form, biffing it twice, goes to chase him down, and Teferi vanished at um, Orshoff's um, command, 
lightning, crackle, wind, thunder, and he comes out bearing the um, skull of the large snake-like form of, of Sharkanos. Gruzak, a little bit bummed that he, he wasn't the cool one this time. But words were had between Earth Ashkari, these two here, while these newcomers and the, the rest of you waited. And the decision was you can go, you can, your options are either to go or to come through and join us. The Shankarak and the, the Grudan chose the option of fuck you, we're just gonna go. But not go, go, we're just gonna like leave here, but maybe, maybe still be around. Um, leaving their women and children and non-warriors in the camps, presumably. Um, <clears throat> but the Rakidoth and um, the Fenhagral seem to, at least these two of, of those tribes, seem to be amenable to that decision. Um, better to join the enemy to face the real enemy, the one that had even Ashugo under whatever mighty, mighty thumb, and it may must have been a very mighty thumb to, to be able to cow Ashugo into doing its will, um, not following in the steps of Kibao and Sharkanos, and whatever force Sharkanos serves. Agreement was made, but Orshoff Avakist, advisor to Agristone, said no, 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 no. And Van Hill said yes, 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 and decided to step in on his side. And she's all like, well, you realize to get to you, they're going to have to literally come through Agristone. He's like, yeah, 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 just have them hug the um, hug the sovereign steps. We'll, make, we'll send people to meet them and, and escort them. It'll be fine. And she said, fuck you, yeah, I don't like it, but I can't really, you know. Do much I can argue with the Prince of Ceremonia, I mean. Exactly, exactly. So uh, that was where that particular thing was left. A teleportation circle was drawn by Avalok, and <laughs> you all return to Silwood in, in Agristone, the capital city Husley. There you were immediately found, and now I'm below... Um, Gruzak and to the right of Teferi, you were met by Tresnik, first Inquisitor, who, who you had met previously, who led you to the House of, of Questions, the home base of the, the Inquisition, where you re-met the lovely visage of Archlector Grakta. The black, the, the black grip was indeed removed from, from Urfael's neck, collar off, Unshackled, unfettered, unleashed, mostly just exhausted as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, you guys divulged much of your story. Actually, Darbellus was the primary. Unable to move. Yes. Finally, I can move, but I don't want to. It's my decision. <laughs> <laughs> um. Darbellus recanted much of this tale, and you guys chipping in here and there. He didn't mention things about the him, for for him, for example, left out extraneous details about Ashkari, didn't mention things about Bloodline of Ages, for the most part, seemed to do a reasonable job not just telling the full beans, but it was an abbreviated version, and it's very possible he's, that he'll be grilled for all the details later on. Point is, you guys retired, and... Your poor, your poor tabaxi friend Inigo was still there, sitting in a chair, half falling asleep, half cracking wise with the arch lector. Oh, you were also t 
tortured by the orcs for a long, long time. <laughs> Did they pee on you as well? Don't, don't, don't answer. I can already tell. Uh, and the stuff such. Um, you were then told to get the fat ant, please. Um, as Dar Velos and Teferi um, stayed, but Kresnik left with you, uh, with uh, four mithril guard, who are supposed to be beholden to the king and queen, by the way, but always seem to be around when, whenever the artifact needs things done. You, I think I'm a little bit out of order here at this moment in time, but, but below Glockta and to, to the right of our good good friend Eskel, you, um, yes, they were there during the story that during your tale recounting in um, Glockta's quite cramped um, office. You re-met uh, um, or you reconvened with, with um, Elspeth. And I did not feel that Elspeth in her um, in her, her 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 armor would be a good picture for this because she's definitely not in her armor right now. So I found a different picture. She's supposed to have blue eyes. So don't 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 take this to heart. But I do love this picture, and I feel feel like like it gets her um, very Elspeth like like the demeanor yeah. across yeah. there. <clears throat> Um, I was type. I, I typed in blonde hair, blue eyed princesses, and my Google history. I'm on a list. I'm on a list. <laughs> if Rachel ever saw my Google my Google history, she'd be like, "I don't have either of those things. What's wrong with you, man? What are you looking up shit for?" That's um, okay. Baxi Desert Princess. So one of us. Is here. <laughs> <laughs> One arm to naked princess. Yep. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so you re with Amelspec? Good photo. Yeah, I like it a lot, actually. I, I tried painting in her eyes blue, but it just looked awful, so I didn't. Um, mm -hmm. And Eklund Madani of House Madani um, right there, um, which you see just to the right of Elspeth. So. With stories told and, and, and you guys told told to, to leave Kresnik and, and four Mithril Guard lead you up and out. Um, at which time, and this, this is where things got a little bit um, fast forward, so I'm going to take a li little bit um, so, so slower here and ask for some participation. Finally, finally no, Josh, playing D&D, what are we doing here? Um, <clears throat> is you were supposed to deliver some heads to them. So as as so as you all, before you I know we ended at the um place you're going to you know eat and drink and chat, but a little bit before that, um Kresnik would say, Well I, I believe leave that there are some uh heads and skulls and whatnot. Anything that you'd like to um give to us, now would be the time. Um Annie, you have several body parts and items and, and whatnot. Actually you guys all kind of have items. I think I think um Norwin is is triple or dual wielding staves right now. He's Azharconus' staff and his um, or Earth. You have those very heavy chains of keepers with all those obsidian shards covered in blood draped across across you like some sick ass some boa. I think Annie or one of you has that that um basin um that um blood that is just blood stained rust red like blood has been in this thing so many times and drank and then never clean just left uh, um to, to oxidize over over time so those are i think the three things the three spoils for lack of a better word you guys have plus I the five thousand um gold go ahead sorry i think norwin has the basin mm. you grab it when you were in there no earth grabbed the i grabbed everything clothes <clears throat> And, I don't and know he made sure to grab the basin. Like, yeah, I don't know if we've gone through it yet, but it would have just been like, 
I got it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the staff was the only thing he didn't grab. I'm yeah, sure he grabbed the snake staff. No, I only mm-hmm. said Annie because I know that Annie um reached like dug through to look for her thing, find her um silver raven, and I think you procured two more vials of um demon's blood, which which you gave to to Teferi because before he left, before you all left, he said anything that that y'all got, give it here. I'm empty full, otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. So, it it doesn't it d- doesn't matter who who has it right now, but you guys have have that as as, as well at this moment in time. Um, mm-hmm. So, essentially, essentially, Kresnik um, says, "Gimme, gimme anything that you have of of interest to us." Heads, mm-hmm. what not? I would give the head of the magic man from the cave. Jarkanos? Mm-mm. We had Jarkanos's... His assistant, the rogue guy that was... The rogue assistant? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Were there any other... Is there anything else you guys want to give to him? Because obviously when you open it up, he's going to see... I think you guys might still have Jack's head and... um, We have Jack and Jack Jr.'s head. I'd give those... I'd give all of the heads to him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I we have sense. no further use for them. <laughs> yeah, maybe good no to know. Though. I mean, maybe good to know some of the information from Jarconus, but you know, maybe they can inform us of such. I think their secrets questions. are going to be theirs to keep. We will have mm-hmm. questions for the snake skull, and we will see what comes of it. I'm sure you will. All right, so three heads are delivered. The metal guard um, great, gratefully take them, sopping and gooping as they are. Mm-hmm. Do we ever get the ring back from um, Darby? Uh, the we'll say, yeah. Follow? I mean, you guys walked back and forth and stuff. The, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I'm not sure if you got back, who was wearing the ring of regeneration? In the end, Inigo uh, has it. Inigo oh, has Inigo it. has it. That's right. I thought Kari. Oh, Kari had the. Um, she gave it back. She gave it back because then you. Because she was full it. health, and yep. she was like, yeah. I don't need this anymore. Yeah, she had the ring of spellstorming, but that was a long. Oh, okay, good. So you guys have yeah. all the stuff. Right and technically, Norwin's wearing the spellstorming ring right now. That's right. Yep. Good. You guys have everything that you need. Yep. Okay. Um, Kresnik looks in the box and kind of cocks an eye, seeing the long, you know, blood-tipped arcane spears, the big axe that um, that sort of looks like it's made of stone with like a like a face on the the other side, and the piles of gold and stuff. Um, I think Andy, you currently have a um, ten-pound bag of coins in your hand. If you would like to toss that in there as well, or you can carry carry around as you choose. Yep, I would throw that in there and kind of shrug when he looks inquisitive and go, oh, well, Earth likes options. Indeed. While the box is open, is there anything that you guys want to get out or put in? Con- considering you're probably on your way to some place to bathe, eat, drink, and chat with your um, actual allies. I could ditch the sky anchors. Mm-hmm. I might put in the Python staff for now. Okay. Identify that later. Okay. Um, Earth, do you want to keep the um chains 
on you? For now, because I want to, I want to look at him. Okay, understood. All right. So you want? Motherfucker, wanna... if you have three things you're cursed with. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Okay, so then the box closes back up, shrinks, and Annie grabs it and thanks. <laughs> Pops it in, in, in her pack, and then on you went. I should also mention it because I'm not done with pictures yet. To the right of of Eklund, um, I forgot to mention these two blokes last time, but it's not just um, Eklund who is here protecting the the um, princess. There's also um, oh, yeah. Alcus Paleblood and Javesk um, Paleblood. You were originally sent with these two plus like six... Your boyfriend. <laughs> plus mm -hmm. like six, six others. Um, you don't see the six others, and you were also, if you recall, sent with um, a scribe of House Sibis. Oh, yeah, that a, old lady? A, a gnome, yeah, yeah, old lady. The scrap. <laughs> um, she is nowhere to be seen as well. And if, if inquired, <laughs> it'll just, it'll be very casually, um, very casually mentioned that Eklund just sent them home after being here for a few days. Um, mm -hmm. All of their purpose wasn't doing much here, and um, Elspeth couldn't have you know, eight guards watching her at all times with, with what she was doing, whatever that is. So he just casually, if it comes, if it comes up, he'll just mention, yes, we sent them back a while ago. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Okay. So, only Alcus and Anne Javesk remain of Elspeth's initial royal retinue. I'm going to change to a different um, sound here now that you guys are in town. Beautiful town outside the the iron rock gates of the House of Quest Questions that closed <coughs> and locked behind you after after you open the box, give the heads, and leave all that stuff behind. Once you're outside of that gate and the stone pil um, pillars that, that support it and the lanterns that flicker constantly, it's almost like leaving a haunted, a haunted house and going, man, that was scary in there. But man, this is there's a lot to this city, city besides that. Even so, as you can imagine, the House of Questions is not just right next door to a nice um, patio seating tavern. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a walk. So, um, Alcus and, J and, and Javesque, who, who were outside of the House of Questions, see you. Uh, they look at you three and Inigo with wide eyes. Javesque with, with mouth straight up agape. Alcus's surprised look turns to a hard gaze, though, of respect, and he nods at, at you all collectively as he sees all that you've been through. It seems like Nothing proves your worth to a, a soldier more than freshly returning from the hell of war and looking the part. The walk from the unwelcome uh, gates of, of the House of Questions toward the finer districts that would be more, you know, even to uh, royal sorts, which you are now after all traveling with, is going to be about a 45-minute walk or so. It goes slowly, without much chatter at first, at least. Askel tries to help Erf, um, but Erf is trying to help Inigo, who's hopping painfully with with every step. It's a very awkward affair. At one point, Daniel tries a 
lay on hands on Inigo, and it doesn't take, as you all uh, know that it wouldn't. And he simply says, "Curious." But before you can explain, he he he, he holds up up a, a gauntlet fist, goes "Ho!" and a carriage that was traversing a simple two-passenger, one-horse-drawn carriage. The um, <clears throat> driver, warily looking at your nine-person um, retinue, actually 11 if you include the um, Javaska and Elkis, um, comes over. Still, Daniel pays the man handsomely and to let Inigo and Earth, if you choose to, ride in the carriage. He says, you've earned it, and a, a, a romantic trip awaits awaits you. Though he asks the um, driver to to not pull ahead, but to just keep pace with the rest uh, rest of their, their, their crew. Um, Earth, do, do you accept the, the, the carriage? Ain't too proud. Okay. All right, you come up. <laughs> Is your half speed still, like, almost pace with us, though? Yeah. <laughs> That's curious, because you have, like, what, 50 feet of movement speed? Well, 45, so I'm I mean, 20, 20 feet. Yeah, 20 mean, feet. Okay, so it is a little slower. Oh, a little slower. Yeah. Not, not too bad, though, honestly. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't round up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver thankfully takes the um the, 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 the two platinum pieces, one for each, each of you, which will probably also be needed to scrub off the you know, blood stains and, and, and whatnot and piss and everything else, and that that's going to be on his seat. But hey, two platinum—that's a—that's a good week's work work right there for a guy who's just driving out with a single horse and a single old old carriage. Very good. As Earth hops up, Inigo is is almost unconscious at this point, just from the stories and sitting in the in the, the Archbuckter Inquisitor. It's kind of funny, you guys telling this dramatic, harrowing tale, and Inigo just the vision of death and emaciation they're softly snoring and whenever he then he'll pitch up here and there mm-hmm. so he's almost unconscious at this point but he has enough wit to reply um as van daniel helps him up he says uh, i'm used to paying for my own horse but now i have a prince paying for my horse <laughs> he chuckles weakly and daniel just kind of give, give gives him an an, an odd look and a <laughs> smile and he just, just goes truly what a day this has been. As he sits and as the carriage squeaks slowly beside the rest of you, the, the rest of you all making your way, or if you, you notice that Inigo curls into himself into a ball on, on, on his side of the carriage and falls asleep immediately. Um, it's a sad reminder of how he was forced to live for, for so long within that cage that was too small for him like his joints want to bundle back up in, into that state which he's probably right now more comfortable actually actually but he's out like that as ch- chatter comes and goes um be- before anything too heavy it can can be discussed avalok gently hushes any conversation beyond the most surface um level stay stating we are in the inquisition's backyard right now I suggest that we wait until a more private location has been found before we discuss matters. <clears throat> so he'll poo-poo-poo on any fun, fun parades at, at that point in time. After a 45-minute trek, to put a few miles between you 
you and the House of Questions. Elspeth uses her, if you recall, mystical royal powers that she's been honing over time and points to the perfect place to eat, drink, and discuss. Just so happened to be the first one that she saw. What are the chances of that? A fine establishment with, with white columns reaching up three floors, huge glass windows that let in all the light of this warm, sunny day. There's no clever sign outside, but Elspeth walks forward with confidence in her in her step. Her uh, whitish but blue dress um, stained with blood speckles from from hugging each and every one of you when you first met her again. Alcus and Javesk uh, take a casual but watchful position outside the establishment, figuring that Elspeth probably has enough protection with her at this moment in time. Um, so they just respectfully keep watch outside. As you enter the grand double doors of this establishment and step within the foyer, you pass by a large mirror, gray and foggy around the edges, but still the most reflective thing you've seen in over a week easily. You all look like hell and back. With your windswept hair, bloody and sweaty from head to toe, dirt cake, skin red and raw from the harsh wind, the sun, your feet blistered and soggy um, from, from, from rain and persistently marching through it, bruises and abrasions from squeezing through those narrow passes, not to mention the very, very near-death experiences you all three experience, literally, less than three hours ago. Exhaustion is taking all of you at a point, not least of not least of all Earth, who maybe won't admit it, but is pretty, I imagine, thrilled to have had the um, magic carpet ride in the form of a oh the carpet I should have thought about that the carpet's in the in the box too I, I think keep that in mind if if, if you want mm -hmm. if you want to use that <laughs> yeah we didn't use it all because of the wind well I mean like previously <laughs> yes yeah yes. very very mm -hmm. true I will say as we're walking in I will say Vesk I'll call for you when I need help washing my hair and then go in. He just looks at you oddly, looks at his uncle, who just shakes his head. <laughs> like he wants to, to say something, but then the doors are already closing. <laughs> as you as you see yourself in the mirror, say that I'm say, say that, that that quip. He looks stunned, and the doors close. Um, aware of your sudden. Visages, thanks to this little foyer mirror business, your collective smells hit you, finally, as well. There's no wind to protect, and the stress of everything is leaving you enough, but you are unbathed. You are rank with body odor and athlete's foot, swamp ass, from poor wiping, imp poor wiping implements. If you imagine, you gotta poop once a day, on, on average, uh, especially before D&D. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, paper Later. that might exist only goes so so far, so uh, it is quite disgusting. Literal feces, urine, and rot in the case of Inigo, especially. Mm -hmm. might... Didn't Darby have like an infinite scroll or something? <laughs> <laughs> only infinite in that it, it absorbs the ink. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious, though. We tested, we tested! <laughs> A new message from our first inquisitor. Yes, 
And imagine he actually just ran <laughs> up and like bent over and went, prestigitate this. Do it. <laughs> Do it, Darby. Or you're gonna have to follow me for the next four oh, hours. <laughs> this is at head height. That's true. I, I imagine much of the terrible muck throughout week while you guys were um sleeping, he just surreptitiously went but you're definitely in no way, shape, or form clean or not sm- right. not smelly. That is 100%, 100% true. Mm-hmm. Being in this establishment here, which is not a bathhouse, you're not sure what it is at this moment in, moment in time quite yet, it might have been embarrassing if your bodies weren't so tired, but simultaneously still pumping with vestiges of, a, of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Your mind's not running with a million thoughts and theories in the last... 10 days and worries and simultaneously a wasteland desert on moving on autopilot. It especially helps that Elspeth seems more at ease getting a pack of hyenas um, than she does walking a velvet carpet. And she ha- happily strides forward. You are met by a wide-eyed halfling hostess behind a po- podium that looks upon them all with absolute shock. Just her curly hair ringlets she just looks at you and she wants to resist it seems but her mind is also moving on autopilot and you just see her go can i help you in a nasally voice you imagine is augmented by the nasal passages being closed guests these days guests are drinks (laughs) oh (laughs) a typical agristonian Hello, how are you today? Um, guests are immediately staring at you with spoons of chilled soups half half raised to their mouths, mid-chew of what look like spinach omelets and honeyed cakes, cups of steaming coffee burning their lips as they just are staring at you, some dribbling down onto their lapels and, and whatnot. All are dressed, all here are dressed in attire that ranges from fine silks to for jackets the dirtiest person has the calloused hands of a leather worker and but even he looks like a newborn baby compared to how you three look at this moment in time um alone an ego yeah can i help you the halfling the halfling last says her eyes flitting between the literal knights in shining armor and you four Knights in shining armor <laughs> and you four very very dichotomy um here, um, especially the one-armed, one-legged, emaciated tabaxi who reeks of things. Elspeth says, <laughs> he says, yes, we would like a table for nine, please. She smiles her most winning smile, velvet dress speckled with blood from her tight, from her tightly hugging you three, and she looks past the hostess and says, preferably away from all the rude staring. Did, do you have a back room of a private banquet hall of sorts? Perhaps one that usually hosts parties? We would like to, like to celebrate, after all. The hostess looks unsure. Eklund steps forward, always just one step behind Elspeth. Sure. Are we still mind-linked or no? No, that's, that's been gone oh, okay. for a while. Yeah. Okay. This is a long story of retelling. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hostess looks unsure, but Eklund, always just Elspeth's shadow, uh, steps forward and slides a handful of glimmering platinum coins before her, and the halfling nods up and down and hops down from, from her step ladder, grabs a few nicely papered um, 
menus from beneath and um, leads you through. Now, keep time into account here. The Irish Rock was essentially at sunup shortly after, shortly after after that. There were some hours here and, and there. You traveled. You, you went to the, tell the little story. It's barely a, a, afternoon at this point, which means this place is in full lunch rush. And you see that it is not so much a tavern, not a bathhouse, either. It is, it is a fine uh, patisserie, a, a, a word that, that you saw, maybe not fully familiar with, but a word that you saw in the court city. It's a place for those of well-off means to luncheon. Uh, fairly common in the tallest spires of the court, court city, this place seems to be trying to copy that feeling with varying degrees of success. It's it's open. It's it, it, it's it's airy, um, vaulted vaulted ceilings, pillars, tables of marble, mosaic uh, floor, large windows with purple satin um, curtains that are pulled to the side. But you've been to the to, to the, the court city, even though it seems like three three and a half months ago now it was really only 10 10 days you've seen true op true opulence but even so this place is almost too much for your eyes to comprehend and believe compared to, to the last week and a half women in dresses gossip around pristine white tables with silver coffee decanters between them merchants in well-fitted suits smoke their pipes by the way i'm gonna change to this one now um, <clears throat> merchants in well-fitted suits smoke their pipes in a corner and chatter about the next big venture. Babies and prams are rocked by a handmaiden while her mistress reads an old book of romance between taking bites of buttered toast. But right now there's no gossip, no self-congratulatory bragging, no reading. All eyes are on you folk, you nine, as you are stepping through. Inigo Bless him, exhausted as he is, nods and smiles to each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With he smiles with a broken mouth, missing about half his, t t half his teeth or so. Hello, hello, hi there. Yes, it is me. Oh, you must be so proud. He, he says as he as he passes that ch that child. The pram still, you know, swinging with mm -hmm. the residual, even though the, the handmaid's hand is not even. She's moving her hand, and the pram is moving opposite. To it. She's not even handling it anymore. Heavy booted feet thud against the fine marble floor as you guys in resplendent armor and whatnot step um, through. Armor clanks noisily from the paladins. The tip of Eskel's sheathed sword bumps into every other chair that he <laughs> Poop, sorry. Poop, sorry, as he turns. Sorry, <laughs> it gets caught in one spot. He, he, he holds it. Sorry. <laughs> Makes it makes his way forward. Once you get more used to your own um, brand of smell, new smells accost your nostrils as you get near the near the kitchen, and your eyes almost begin watering at the bounty of food and drink for you. Instead of surrounded by mercenaries and stocked by ancient evils, you are surrounded by pastries of every variety, four types of freshly ground coffee selections. You squeeze between chairs and tables with, 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 excuse me, pardon sirs, tight quarters laughably reminiscent of the narrow passes that Kari led you through. It's an odd dichotomy where a day and a half prior you were scraping your bellies and buttocks on a jagged stone. Now you're scraping against 
dresses and bumping forks. Oh, sorry. It's just an, an, an odd dichotomy here. This was all just a day and a half ago. Just as the smells of fresh pastries and, and bread and coffee hit you, your stenches assault the guests. Some cover their nostrils with handkerchiefs, some surreptitiously give their perfume bottles a few extra squeezes, <laughs> and some of the more highbrow swords straight up gag and wretch and scramble away toward an, toward an, an open, open window or exit the establishment entirely. Maybe not even remembering to pay their own bills. Um, finally, you arrive at a set of white doors that, that the hostess opens with a bit of assistance as she gestures to the long table within, set with a um, ten or so finely or fine wooden chairs. Eklund waits behind, as he always does, as everybody else enters. And here I will change to the final map for now, at least. Oh shit, we're gonna have a fight in here. <laughs> and a fight for your food. Gotta fight for your right. Alright. Um, we'll go uh, um, in re reverse order here. So, so Earth and Inigo, where would you like to sit first? Oh, fuck. Okay. Um... Closest ones, boom, boom. Okay. So I'll it. sit here. Okay. No. Uh, uh, uh. There you go. All right, all right. There you go. <laughs> you well, because we're coming in from here, aren't we? Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, sorry, I should have mentioned that more clearly. But yes, Inigo will plop on the seat here and go, Oh, this isn't quite as nice as the, the arch lector's chair, but it'll do, it'll do. <laughs> and he slumps down, kind of curling in on, on. It seems like whenever he's not walking and trying to have a guise, he does revert to that hunched spine sort of, of way that he has become accustomed. You know how careless of me, Norwin. Did we bring his cage? Inigo, are you uncomfortable? Would you like your cage again? <laughs> Words escape me. Shut the fuck up, Furball. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You you can't call me a furball when I don't, don't have a single lick of fur anywhere on me. And he lifts up his arm, not even as his armpit has any. Zin, do you, if, if, you, if you want to check my ass in undercarriage, I can assure you. Skinball didn't have the same uh, cutesy effect. Well, I do, st I, I do still have two of those. <laughs> Norman, you, you are next in the room. What do you like to say? Uh, I'm gonna sit next to an ego in part to keep an eye on him because I don't know if I ha how I feel about it. All that poison pumping through him. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And Annex, sorry, where would you like to sit? Is this wine over here? Oh, I guess I should <laughs> can't just walk. Sit over here. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all knew. Sit. <laughs> just uh, sits on the, the table. <laughs> that, is a, that is a vase of flowers and you could drink the water but it, it probably is not a vase of flower wine. No, there does not seem to be wine in here at this moment in time. I'll sit right there. Okay, sounds grandiose. Your friends enter and will sit. And will sit. Eklund, 
last to enter will stay here. And no, they're not actually this size. I just didn't care to scale them to uh, they're huge. appropriateness. They're giants in disguise. Yeah. Elspeth takes up two chests. <laughs> there we go. This seems to make sense to me. I didn't have this plan by any means, but it just seems to make make sense. Reasonable sense. Mm -hmm. All right. This is this is what where they sit. So, um, as Eklund waits be, waits behind and stays. Um, standing, the hostess comes around and deposits the menus. There's only five of, of them, though there's nine um, nine of you, intentional or not, you're not entirely sure, but she just plops them all on the ta table in between Murph and Finigo and um, goes Thank you, and your servant will be right with you. Eklund kneels down before she goes and and whispers something into her ear and puts another, another few glimmering platinum coins into her, her small hand and wraps the fingers around them, smiles at her. She looks down and up again, then smiles herself for the first time since we've seen her and leaves. Eklin closing the doors and standing at attention where he is right now. Well, fuck Eklin. If you're handing out platinum, I'll go get the fucking food myself. <laughs> I, I'm quite sure I was there just an hour ago when you received quite a handsome sum. Perhaps you should you should be paying for this endeavor rather than the royal purse. I don't know what you're talking about. We're poor as fuck. Mm. Go ahead, searcher. Mm -hmm. We have no money in this reality. The sound as you guys quip and quip and jape the sound outside immediately bubbles up like an overflowing cauldron as folk are undoubtedly discussing the spectacle that just walked in. As loud as it, as it, as it was when you guys first walked in, then it died down to absolute silence besides the, besides the scuffing and bumping and, sorry, excuse me, nice kid. Um, and then now <laughs> it's, it's twice as loud as it was when you initially came in. And you all have a few, few moments here just then. Um, nine of you, as your server will be with you shortly, whatever that means. Take it away. So we got any reasons we need to chat in this room instead of a nice warm tub? Oh, I think Anigo could use some food anyway. Elspeth says, well, I don't know if a tub would fit all nine of us, and looks thoroughly distasteful about the idea. <laughs> Oh, we've been in some pretty nice tubs in our time. Well, I've, I've been in nice tubs too, but not with eight other people. Ah. I'll live until you do. <laughs> I mean, Look at Norwood coming around. <laughs> even my time with the Katreva, I found that a bit, a bit odd, but... Maybe you get I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Inigo? What do you think, Nico? He is already <laughs> asleep, slumped in his chair. Everyone will stealthily just every now and then will just check his pulse. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just like stretching, like mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How long will you can take care of that, Norwin? <sighs> Let me check. It's a couple days, unfortunately, unless. Uh, Esteemed 
friends here can cast some greater restoration on him, in which case we can maybe expedite the process. They all look at each other and um, Daniel says, I would be the only one here, I, I believe, capable of such things, but I will admit, um, we did not come to you fresh. Mm-hmm. Avalok, myself, and Eskel were out. Eklund, would, would you mind? And Eklund nods, and he, he removes his glove to his right hand, and you see the dragon mark on the back almost like a stylized eye, and he, he closes his fist and closes his eyes, and it flares blue, the lines of, of arcane power climbing up his arm and his neck to his eyes, and he opens them, they are glowing blue as well until they dim back down, as the symbol here dims down as well, and he puts the glove back on. His eyes scan the room and says, nods back to Daniel. Daniel nods back to him. A lot of nodding going, going on here. Uh, apparently. Um, Daniel says, <laughs> Good day. Good day. Uh, Daniel says, Right, so I'm glad that we did not have to fight our way through 300 orcs because, doable as it may have been, if that was the host's will, um, None of us, at least none of us here, the, the, the three of us, were, were fresh. We came from the front lines to here. Yes, we just came at all, as you can tell, we're not very fresh either. <laughs> Precise. But why are you here? Not that I'm complaining, of course. Well, that's the story, isn't it? Wouldn't, wouldn't we want a coffee and pastries before we get into all that? No, you brought it up. <laughs> I'm simply apologizing for not being able to restore your your friend. Give me a few days and perhaps I can, though I, I do imagine I will be quite busy over, over this time. Because mm-hmm. I use Greater Restoration from the necklace to heal... Um, Kari, right? I think you did, yeah. Yeah, yes. then this timestamp must be wrong because I have it that I used it on the 26th, which would be, you know, that would have been days ago. That would have been four days ago, and I don't think it's been that long. Well, you, yeah, af- after you met Kari, you then moved your way to defeat that orc camp, and mm-hmm. then you went up a little bit and you slept, so that's one. And then you mm-hmm. slept again in the pass. And mm-hmm. then you slept again in the orc camp. Hmm. So you so guys this haven't would be had the fourth day. Yeah, you guys hmm. haven't haven't had a rest because there's no way to have a a, a long rest because you guys were always doing shit. But the you know, magic items, I don't believe that that one is based on a rest. So it has no. Been I don't think this is nice. Okay, well I'll start attuning that and say we'll take care of Anita right now. Oh, oh. Look at that! <laughs> well, at least, at least partly. At least partly. And I hate to point it out, and it's far less pressing, but you know, I'll pull my shirt aside and be like, got a little myself, but... Yeah, also, I wanted to check on that because I was curious how that potion did on her. Did it... Because it, it takes care of diseases as well. I'm curious if it just stopped the poison condition or if it actually stopped the spread. 
it does not seem to, it, um, Annie, if, if you take stock of yourself, well, I guess, I guess it's been hours. Um, it, it hasn't seemed to spread and you don't feel any more in pain. The pain didn't go away that you, that you have. The mark is still there, whatever I can remember where you were struck by. Probably. Tender. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's still there, but it's not spreading. Okay. Which seems very much like Norman and your guys' all experience is. is mm -hmm. If you get your poison or disease cured, it stops the spread, but not what already exists. It takes something more to remove those effects. Okay, right. <clears throat> so we have to do that as well. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's, that's the way of it. So we'll have to decide, discuss our priorities and our, our tactics. There. Rachel, you know, can, a, can you roll a d20 for me quick, by the way? 14. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. They bring 14 whole plates of food? Wow. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, Stephen. You were, you were you were talking about discussing your tactics. Well, all I was saying is, you know, if we want to, we're in a city now that we could procure a diamond, and I could in a couple of days take care of that, or we could take care of either of you. We can just discuss who we want to take care of that first. I think he's far more pressing. I'm not feeling it too much. I think preparing a diamond, and then I can be later down the road. I just wanted to be forthcoming that it hurts now i'm aware that um, thank you for for bringing that to my attention and i'll try to monitor that situation if that's all right with you <laughs> yes, appreciate like that I, annie yes i don't like how often this poison is cropping up what, seems what like is this poison um Daniel says, I've heard of it from my sister in Eklund, but I, I'll admit I, I don't have all the, all the information myself. Just then, though, the sound swells as the doors open up, and in walks a, a thin dwarven fellow um, with a short braided black beard and shoulder length slicked back, slicked, slicked straight back. Blech. Um, wearing a black vest and soft-soled boots, you can't you can't even hear the steps that he takes. So he's a he's he's a dwarf, but he's slim dwarf. Makes makes any sense? You're like those exist? Yes, they do exist. Um, and he says, That's "Welcome racist. to the to, to the patisserie of the sun and moon. My name is Kip, and I have the pleasure of serving your royal highnesses and ex esteemed guests this fine day." You see, he does not seem bothered by these smile. At least he at least he's not letting that or your visages at all affect his professionality here. He has COVID. We cannot <laughs> disturb us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's fair. What do you... <coughs> like I was saying. Uh, he says, our punch, our lunch special today is a fine gazpacho of sweet cucumber, tomato, and red onion. Served with seasoned croutons, of course, and our pastry of the day is a buttercream cake with a ganache filling. Best served with our own silver sensation dark roast coffee, if I may be so bold as to say. He smiles warm, warm warmly, winks, and waits for your orders. Can I get an alcohol? 
Of course, what would you like, my friend? Ale? Uh, I ordered already. <laughs> Get him some ale or some whiskey. Ah, we have just the thing that you might that you might like. Not so popular here in the patisserie, but I can get get you what you call a boiler maker. Have you ever had such a treat? Don't think I would have. No. Ah, well, you're about you're about to. I'll even make it a double. A double boiler maker can be pro- uh, procured. Uh, then he looks at um, Inigo, who's asleep. I said, said would, would your friend like anything in case he awakens from his nap? Just bring him anything and bring everyone else. He's not picky. Absolutely. Sweet rolls. You got any sweet rolls? Sweet rolls. Uh, just a... Uh, re. Understood. Sweet rolls can be procured easier than the boiler makers. We make those right here in-house. But... My friend, he says, looking at you, Marwin, what can I get you this fine day? Um, yes, your, um, your recommendation sounded great, as long as that's all vegetarian. Uh, the gazpacho is, and the pastry of the day is, and uh, would, you, would you like a dark roast co- coffee to go with that? The silhouette sensation? Ah, uh, yeah, it sounds great, actually. Wonderful. Can be done. <laughs> um looks at um, Eskel, who's next. Eskel smiles and says, Four meat pies, please. And uh, Kip, Kip goes, I, I apologize, my good man, but we do not have meat pies. Oh, Eskel just looks dumbfounded. No meat pies? I'm sorry, but but no. Poor, poor Hathor just looks downtrodden as, as all hell. I'll take your, your, your finest beef and your bread. And Kip says, may I recommend our shepherd's pie? Normally a dinner item, but I'm sure the cooks can whip it, whip it up for you if you have the patience. Eskel nods solemnly and looks at you, Norwin, and says, What good is civilization without meat pies? Um, I I know, right? Travesty. Who's past? Avalok simply says, "Coffee will be will be fine." Looking bothered and calcul- uh, calculating in that way that um, at least in Ursa's elves are always calculating, bothered about something. Just chill out, man. man. Just looking like his mind is going a million miles an hour at this this point in time. When he misplaces staff and I can guess where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Norman carries two, obviously you would too. <laughs> Three technically, except one's in the box. Yep. One's where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Daniel simply says, uh, Let's just do three carafes of the Silverwood sensation and all the fresh water and lemons you can bring. I said all the fresh water and lemons you can bring. Three carafes of our dark roast can be done and many, many, many decanters of water and lemons. Thank you, Your Highness. 
to Elspeth. She says, she's looking at the, the, at the menu, squinting at it, and goes, I'll take the royal assortment of pastries and cakes. That sounds quite fitting. And he goes, of course. And you just kind of take a look at the menus in front of you. And that is like the, equi- the equivalent of like a, like a 25 gold four-tiered platter of every cake and pastry you can imagine right there. Uh, she just looks happy as can be with that, that, that order. Oh, and coffee. More than the three car- carafes, your, perhaps your highness? Oh, no, I didn't, didn't, didn't hear what he said. <laughs> <sighs> Daniel says, Daniel sighs, and, and, and he says, and Kip says, last but surely not least, mistress, how can I do for you? I'll have your undercooked soup and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey in a coffee cup so I can pour some coffee in with my whiskey. Very good. The gazpacho and the whiskey. Very good. Under- yeah. Elspeth, I'm eating some of your sweets. Oh, I I don't know if that there's going to be enough. I'm very sorry. I'm looking for- <laughs> there will be enough. <laughs> well, it does say royal assortment, so yes, of course. Cakes and pastries for all, and coffee for, for all. I assume you're not drinking all three of those carafes yourself, but brother. You already wound up tight, tight enough as it is. No, only two for me, one for our, our guests. Oh, that, that makes sense. Kip <laughs> grabs the menus, leaving one as is the custom here. And departs with your your menu items locked into his steel trap of, of a mine. He walks <laughs> past Eklund and says, "Oh, my friend, anything for you?" He says, "No, I'm good. Thank you." Of course, on his way he goes. Hmm. Two carafes. I didn't realize that the the uh, paladin's armor had built-in toilet. <laughs> oh, are you saying this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you just said that. Daniel looks at you. Avalok looks at you. Elspeth snorts a bit. Um, Inigo goes, huh? <laughs> um, And Eskel kind of looks at you like, You might not know this. That's the prince of the court city. Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm just tired. <laughs> and a little punchy, I guess. He, he grips your shoulder tight with his um, <clears throat> other hand, hand and says, what, what, what I mean is his probably does. Laughter <laughs> 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 is good. Laughter feels good after, after all this time out and about. <clears throat> and you have, uh, yes, the time to, you imagine it'll take a bit of time with some coming and going here. Elspeth's just sort of kicking her feet and looking around. And Daniel says, so you wanted to know why we were here? I mean, I'm curious. I don't know about these two. I am also curious. Looks at Eklund, who just 
his eyes are always darting around the room and but doesn't say anything. So Vaniel um, begins. So it's a story that weaves <laughs> Vaniel of Avalok, Elspeth in much parts, and some of um some of Eskel. Um, mostly Vaniel and Elspeth, which is kind of funny because brother and sister, like they are with that big of of an age gap. Um, they riff on each uh, on each other in a very ref- in a very refreshing um, way. I am not going to do voices and back and forth. I think you guys have heard enough story and whatnot. I'm, but I will explain to you in normal English terms what you guys learn over the next 15 minutes of, expl- of explanation here. Okay? If, if that's mm-hmm. okay. I can sit here and do voices for twice as long if you want, but I figure you don't at this point, which I don't blame you. So essentially... Unless you got any like, real good zingers or something like that. No, it's, it's okay. I'll save those for improv. Um, so essentially, here's, this, here's the tale. Um, after Annie's letter a few days back, which I believe was when you guys were in the dome, maybe after Kari, uh, um, I think it was Darbellos who recommended, boy, if I had friends in high places, I would see if they can do anything for me. If only, if, if only, <laughs> I'm just an inquisitor beholden to one person, and you wrote a um, message to Elspeth. After you did that, um, Elspeth pit. This is again a story that is being told to, to, told to you. Elspeth petitioned directly to the, to the king and queen of, of Hagerstone, who deferred all such decisions as they do to the archlector, saying this is clearly a. Uh, a business of the Inquisition. We leave it in 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 Archdoctor Bacta's firm, capable hands. Elspeth, uh, not getting the answer that she wanted, which is essentially these people need help. You're all going to fucking die, perhaps. If if you know, this is bigger than 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 what we thought. The king and queen being like, ah, we'll leave it up to the Inquisition, and and Elspeth knowing that Glockta or would not change his 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 plan. He knew what he was going to do. She began to get quite cozy with Prince Gregory, um, to which to which Vaniel says, "Flirting, right?" It's like, no, friendly. Flirting is what Eklund friendly. told me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just your twelve-year-old baby sister, which you know damn well. She's at least sixteen. Um, he does this little face. Uh, so she he, she became quite friendly, flirty with Prince Gregory and Princess Paulina, um, letting the the younger um, princess ride Gwenna all around the royal lands outside Silwood, and then the prince um, and princess petitioned their parents instead on on her behalf. Yes, use the ch- children to get what you want from mom and dad after all. Meanwhile. Uh, Elspeth reached out to her um, mother for aid, but both of her parents said that they could not interfere any more than they already are trying to with the, the, the Agrestone Inquisition and Crown, since wartime relations are so tenuous al- already, as is the Archlector's reputation. Uh, plus, they want to keep their involvement with you three as secret as they can, even though the beans are relatively spilled, you know, how much do they want to just come out there and say, no, these are our best friends, you know, they're helping us save the world from mind flayers. You're trying to not do that. So they essentially told Elspeth, 
we 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 can't. It's up. It's up to, to them. It's up to Agristone. It has to be them that does it. So Elspeth took matters into her own hands and um, begged Eklund to to use a sending spell to contact Vaniel directly. Uh, fortunately, Vaniel was with Avalok, which means they could send back and back and forth. And three days later, Avalok, Vaniel, and Eskel teleportation circled to Tilgood. Now understand, Elspeth's presence here is, oh, the princess, cool. Wow, isn't she pretty? She's so young. She looks just, she looks just like her, her mother, but with her, with her father's demeanor, blah, blah, blah. Vaniel's presence in Silwood was an honor. The, especially with his 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 armor bloodstained and 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 um caked with with caked with dirt and whatnot is an honor to the royalty and all the knights that saw him. His valor questioned by none, not even rivals from other countries or, or um realms. And he arrived, and within two hours, somehow a grand feast was general. Uh, was gener was generated invitations sent out food a, a plenty brought in from all sorts of places and grand feast was had and in his honor the very night he arrived compared with elspeth's more private dinner parties with the king and queen where she if you recall was petitioning them to join this peace summit that that, that um her mother um, queen selena is trying to get together on the day of son's blessing a month and a half from now a combination of these of these efforts be, between um, the uh, Agristone, Agristonian prince and princess, and Vaniel's presence um, there, and him asking to to aid, but of course Vaniel didn't ask. You need to send aid. He said you need to let me go help them. Well, it turned out. Um, that this was agreeable with the king and queen as long as, as their royal advisor, Orzhov Advokist, was sent, along with Galacta's original plan, which apparently was not that the scroll that, that Darbellus had was a, tel was a teleportation circle spell, but some convoluted complex inverse one, which um, essentially meant would send a sig signal to the copy of that circle here in the Siltwood, hijack the ley lines for a brief few seconds, allowing somebody to teleport to that circle and going to the one where Darbellus was, rather than the one in Silwood. Um, not that the King Queen really understood that at all, but Glockta after <gasps> the meeting, magic, yeah, magic, magic, magic. <laughs> um, after Glockta didn't want to say this at all to anyone, but when the King and Queen order him to. He did divulge that his plan was not that you guys would come back. It never was. It was that Teferi would go to you. And if you had completed your job, he'd bring you back. A snack. Done. <coughs> You're back. Great. If you didn't do your job, he would wait to bring you back until the job was complete. If you were, if you died and it was like a life and death thing, he'd finish it himself and come back. His duty was to make sure the job was complete no matter what and nobody was getting home unless it was complete this came out and vaniel said great we're we're, we're only here to help it and vaniel avalok and eskel all went as well which then changed the plan 
a bit. Hence the sending messages that reached um, um, Annie and others through, through scribing and whatnot. The Archlector's only demand was as long as the orc threat is ended once and for all and Pilgrim's Pass is cleared once and for all. Manuel agreed. And then they all, essentially, the next um, morning after after Annie sent her say goodbye to um, Mother Superior and tell her I, I love her, that was their sign to all go and wait in the teleportation circle that exists. So well, they all had to sit there, hence why when you guys got back there with those tools and chairs, because they were just sitting there waiting for it to, it to flare up, which was Teferi's um, sign to grab and teleport everyone out. So that's mm -hmm. the, that's the story. That's that's the full tale. That takes about a half hour. Um, food comes in. Coffee carafes are deposited. Um, when things come in, the story you know dies down, and everyone looks at Kip in that way. Like if you're in the middle of like you know telling your friends a story, and then the and then like the, the waiter comes at the worst time. Get out of here, Kip. You're all kind of like. Anyways, so <laughs> by the time this story ends, you will all have the um, food and, and drink and whatnot. Um, Earth, apparently a boiler maker is a shot of whiskey in a big tankard of, of um, fine, strong, strong ale. And you drop it in and you just chug it as fast as, as you can. Hence why he got you one and he shows you how to do it. And then he give, gives you just a second shot of a whiskey and a separate... Um, tankered, tankered uh, of ale. In Kip's what words? In case you want to go a little bit slower on this this one. Then after my own heart. So you all have your food and drink and are just stuffing your faces, going, "Oh my God, coffee! I couldn't live without coffee for ten more days." But you have all that you could possibly want, want right there. Pastries galore, food filling your stomachs, and Vaniel's ordering a water it may not have been a bad idea either because freshest water filtered um with lemon is sort of hitting the spot on your war ravaged throats if you choose to, to partake in it partake mm -hmm. in everything oh yeah i imagine so inigo does rouse himself when the food comes in opens his one eye Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's the gazpacho in, in, in front of him, because he was told to order whatever someone else orders, and he looks at it, and he sticks a finger in it. It's undercooked. I, I, was, I was just about to say, I think my, my food is undercooked. They did that on purpose. I can't, com com I can't complain. All, all, all I've had is piss lately. <laughs> And he drinks it, coming down his his you mean like face, this? staining his. Oh yeah, very good point. <laughs> Which just makes even more of a spill. And he goes, "I take some more of your undercooked soup." Kip says, "I'll bring a cauldron." I'll slide mine over to him as I'm eating the the pastries that I eat. He goes, "Oh no, no, my friend, I I, I can't, I can't." <laughs> I can't. Ex I, 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 I simply, simply couldn't. I simply couldn't. And he pushes the bowl back over to you with like mm. nothing left in it at all. Yeah, I eat fast. Over to him and then grab a muffin from Elspeth's tower. No, no. Jokes aside, you are all, you are all too good of people, and I am so lucky to have met you all. 
By the way, who are you people? <laughs> oh, it's him. Nodding at Earth. Inigo, this, these are my friends, companions. This is Norwin, and this is Anaxoria. They're the reason any of us are alive. Oh, they're from these other chuckle fucks at the end of the table. Yep. Yeah. I got the sense that um, there is a, a prince and a prince princess and an mm-hmm. elf and uh, a, a nice orc here. That is uh, good to know. Sharp as ever, ain't you? Mm-hmm. A good friend. Yes, all so good friends. Everybody nods and says, hello. All that stuff. He just says, uh, hello, hi, hi. Yes, good day, good day. Looking a little bit over overwhelmed, you know, like he just wants to curl up on like something comfortable or like a bath or whatever else, which I think many of you do and not knowing much. He just, he, he sort of just nods and does this stuff and then he does look at Annie's gazpacho, which he originally was like, no, 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 I can't really thank you. And then he's like, reaches over the table and says, yeah, actually, if you don't mind, and he <laughs> uses the spoon and will, um, his hands are shaking. And it's actually less efficient, but he does slow down a little bit and slurp mm-hmm. up the cold soup. And coffee is poured um, for him, and he sips that as well. As well as water, he drinks an entire pit, pit pitcher of water very quick. So he's just going to do his own thing, eating whatever he sees in front of him and drinking, chipping when he, when he feels like it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, it seems like the true, I mean, obviously, other from Raphael here, the true heroes here are Anaxoria and Elspeth for their lion's share effort of getting us out of their life. Was Darbellos giving me the idea? Perhaps, but you executed upon it, and Elspeth did a lion's share of work here. Oh, yes. Good job, Elspeth. Welcome. I'd say we're all pretty fucking lucky. Absolutely. Avalok says, don't for a moment discount your own achievements, though. We all could have arrived late. Well, we all could have arrived not at, uh, at all if, if your Inquisitor friend didn't have time or the gumption to have that uh, spell complete if we had had arrived and several of you were dead it would not have reached the same conclusion that it did right now so do not discount your achievements just because we happen to be coming we were only there because of what you did perhaps but you know it's hard to discount the work of the shining saviors when uh, it seems so dark at the end Let's not pat ourselves in the back too early. Can't tell me with one eye I'm the only one that sees the whole picture. We got the side job done. What are we going to do about the actual job? (sighs) Yeah. Hard to rain on the parade, but... No, no, it's fine. That's normally my job. I'm just surprised. Guess we go back to the gala? Yeah. How long do we have? Honestly, the better part of the week. 
Well, it's it's this full pog fall. It's Friday. Fucking Friday. It's Friday. It's fancy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Friday. All right. So we do, we do legitimately have Far. seven days. Uh, we have let's see one, two, three, uh, four. Five. I think four four, four nights. I think. Mm-hmm. Four nights, and it's it's on. Yeah, it's on the fifth day, and this is halfway through one day. So I got a little bit of time. Well, how long are we graced with your majesty's presence? Elspeth looks at Daniel when he looks at her, like, as if expecting the other person to answer, and then they will turn and (laughs) begin to answer at the same time, then stop, and then then we'll look at each other. Elspeth says, I'm, I don't, I think my job here in Agastone is come to completion now. You're all safe. The Archlector tore up your writ of whatnot, and you're free men and woman. And mm-hmm. um, the king and, and queen agreed to come to this the summit that my mother wishes to have, which was the guise of me being here, partially you. So, um, well, not just the guise, it is a real thing, too. But the point is, um, mm-hmm. I think I have other places to visit now, but I don't think I'll visit them until after the gala. I think I, I need a break from traveling myself up a bit here, so I'll, I plan on, on heading back somewhat soon. What do you think, Eklund? Eklund says, we could return tonight, we could return tomorrow, but I, I would recommend not after that. Sure. Sure, and we have the means of doing so. Oh, I guess, are you independent of us, or are we just getting our own... Teleportation circle friend. No, I'll find a tree if we need to. Eklund smiles and says, I'm happy to, to, to bring anybody here back who, who wishes to, to come. Fair. I just did not know if you would prefer to take your convalescence elsewhere. You are, a, a, after all, free people for a time. Mm. I understand that the court, court city is a Buzz with rumors after all the excitement in the in the drunken dragon, and what happened after. No small part due to a certain bard's loud loud mouth, that our steel fellow. But perhaps a honestly, good fellow. I wouldn't mind staying away from the old city for a few more days. Yeah. We could head back home for a time. I would like to be in the city a few days before the gala. Just a couple, so we can sell things. And... Sure. I'll have to figure out some arrangements for that. But it can be done. How about this? First we plan, then we party. Sure. Perfect. Now what about the, the prince and the, his company? When did, uh, are you going to depart as soon as you're able? Daniels, it's been about probably an hour or so, so now that you guys have been here chatting. Because we still have discussions to have. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Um, Daniels says, I'm not sure. I think much of that depends on what transpires. Uh, here, I'm expecting 
I'm expecting that my decision may have ruffled some feathers or will require my more immediate and direct attention. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but I appreciate you going through the inconvenience in order to help us out. <laughs> I did not know anything about what your plight was precisely until I arrived, and then only in person and under protection did uh, Eklund and Elspeth here explain to the three of us the, the full story. He simply says the full story. The before this tr this trouble in Agerstone. So, knowing that, it is important to me that home is pr protected by those who know what to look look for. And I, as much as I wish, I hope I can be a part of that more directly. I did essentially just promise a horde of eastern orcs that are kind of now in their own civil war to march into foreign lands and then through another foreign land to arrive in my land so there are things to do there i promise you you made the right choice i think i did as well these people seem to survive and thrive on honor at least those that remain this is actually a, a, a good time to, to ask questions. Um, if, if perhaps before we talk about other topics, I do, and then he stops talking and he looks up. Cocks an ear like he's listening to something and sighs and goes, that is exactly what I was expecting. The Archlector and King would like to discuss the exacting details of relocating a war host of orcs through his realm down to mine, not to mention Alfheim. Avalok, would you join me in this? There's much we need to plan here, I realize. Avalok says, Yes, Your Highness. The logistics are substantial. You three, he says, looking at you three. Some questions of paramount importance before we speak with the king and queen and arch our archlector. Do you have any idea how many orcs we are talking about? Well, anywhere from, I'd say, 70 to 150, right? Because two tribes of the old tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are women and children. It's true. So that's 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 fine. It's a it's the everything right now is in approximations. Do you have any? And that's not. Oh, I was gonna say that's not to say who they might, you know, encounter. The other people that we didn't see who are part of their tribes. Well, 70 to 150 is still a wide enough spread. Still, the, the numbers are quite low. I, I imagine much lower than, than they feared. Any estimation of how many able-bodied fighters are amongst the 70 to 150? 40? 
Oh, we're talking about the Orkhan. It's much more than that. Almost every single one of them would count. Even amongst their women and children. Absolutely. Almost all. Mm-hmm. How long do you estimate it will take them, this host, to traverse from where they are in the pass westward? Well, they have a great guide, so could take them. Well, they don't get the jump skip, so they don't get to skip that part. Uh, about a fortnight, maybe. Host that big. They push hard. Maybe a little more. Good. Any idea of what supplies they will be bringing? Hmm. Themselves? Yeah, probably each anything they can carry. Maybe small rocks. Let me rephrase. Should I petition for immediate aid to reach them midway through the, the pass, or shall we leave this to them? I think any aid you can afford to give would be good, not only for the people, but to help foster the new trust that'll be so important in this endeavor. A show of good faith. Exactly. If it's not in the past, maybe at the end of it, whatever you can offer. Mm-hmm. They're proud people, but they're not foolish. And they will return unkind, I'm sure. Will they be, be transporting beasts or, or plants from the east? Are they bringing any bananas across the internet? <laughs> Mostly a TSA joke, but he does say it. Avalok does ask it. Beast, yes, and plants, hopefully. Hopefully Kari doesn't throw it out if she finds it. Keep out a stash of God's breath. <laughs> uh, say, what you talking about? <laughs> what else is TSA looking for? <laughs> Do you have any way to communicate with them? If need be. Do we have any way to communicate with them? Well, you met Kari. We can send a sending spell and communicate with her. Or... The one that was knocked out and then I brought back. Yes. Ah. My bad, Avalok says, remembering that with wicked crack and smite to the, to the face. The yeah. fight is messy. It's hard feelings. And I didn't specify allies. Okay, so if we were to send some sort of communication, she would be the one. I think so, right? Uh, um, yeah, you would consider I... Kari the leader, then. More of a liaison between her um, and, oh my gosh, I can't remember their names. You just told I always want to call them Lurgesh, but that's not it. Lasgar and... Lasgar. Yeah. Between the other two, which I'm sure are recognized as the leaders, but... Can they be trusted? Perhaps the most important question of all. I 
I can only hope so. We told these people, we offered them a chance at a better life against everything that they usually would go for, the easy way of doing things, the way they have done things, and they're willing to take it. So that's got to mean something. Yes. Especially um, given what we have seen, even just even what I have seen the last couple of days. They are certainly a proud people and they will fight for the best for their survival and for the life that they would like. They have a common goal. They have a enemy they wish to vanquish in which you are fighting against as well. And I think that can be leveraged to great effect to... I think if, you, if they are treated well, I'm sure they will return in kind. It's the impression that I get. Well, I think my goal and that of the that of the prince will be to convince the Agostonians not to wipe them out. They already have a force at the ready to march into the pass, and this is a deviation from that plan. Now the the enemy is coming to, to coming to them. It would be. I dare say with the, the numbers that you mentioned without the advantage of the pass would be easy for them. So, let me ask you this. What of the tribes that fled? Are not their non-warriors still in the war camp? Do you think that they fled to the war camp or did they flee? Do you have any idea whatsoever? Well, Inigo, get up. You got any insight on that? You were a prisoner for a while. I was completely awake and listening to every single thing. What was the question? What was the question? <laughs> I'll like repeat the question. Yeah. Rubbing his shin that you just kicked. He says, truthfully, I don't, I don't know. Only because it is hard to know what the Shankarak and the Gurdan, if the warriors fled, then did they just flee? Did they did they scramble back east, or are they hiding amidst the rocks and the cliffs and the cracks and the crevices to make their way? And I do not hope so, but start this war with their own kind. We're also just assuming that only the orcs were the ones coming through the pass. Maybe they were just clearing the way and there was something else more coming behind them. And maybe that's what the Rikurdan and the other ones went to get. Turning around to yeah. run to their proverbial masters or whatever. Daniel nods and says, well, We can't do anything for them right now. Whatever is co coming, be it civil war from their own sort or whatever comes from the east to the west, it is up to them to reach the west. It is up to me and our kind here to be, as they call it and as we call it so proudly, the civilized west and give them what sanctuary we can. Okay. Right. 
Urfile, would you be willing to liaison with them as they track trek through Agarstone and Alfheim? I know that this will be a long journey for them, and we can meet them with wagons and, and carts and, and supplies from Seminea, but it will be a several-week journey, even after the harshness of the past, before they are in lands that I have any true say over. Absolutely. I think this could be of great aid. After the Gala course, we're talking fortnight from now at your earliest approximation. Avalok, it seems like there's quite like they must most answers that they they need and Avalok that old elven mind of his always churning he says it would be wise to have a representative Sermonea join the contingent from Agarstone that will undoubtedly meet with the orcs. Perhaps one they have already seen is from from our side that will keep relations calm. And he looks at his left. Eskel is scraping the last bits of his shepherd's pie onto a spoon. Avalok says, I was just thinking someone that can offer friendly services to the orcs that will need healing and attention after such a harsh week. Perhaps conjure food water if that need be, cure any diseases and cuts that they gain. As someone who can stand up to the Agristonians if they decide to smart off and someone in a position they would not likely want to cross. An honorable oh. position. <laughs> who? What did we say? <laughs> I found the table and say, Esco! Esco. I agree! I, I agree! I, I agree. We should find that person. <laughs> Perhaps someone who can show them that not all orc kind are is ill-treated by those of us of the West. Oh, oh, yes, I would be happy to meet with them and make sure the Agristonians don't uh, do anything uncouth, only couth things. Keep it cooth. Keep it cooth, yes. Cooth, 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 cooth. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of cooth, cooth. More of a, more of a quinoa person. Depends it's on how you cook it. You're only eating it from the Inquisitor. I was like, that's what the arch lector makes it. <laughs> <laughs> We're having stuffed turkey. Stuffed a salmon with cooth, cooth. <laughs> the manual... Uh, <clears throat> nods at all this, smiles, and and seems actually like he's in a better spot to go talk with the king, the queen, the archlector, and who knows what other advisors will probably be there to chew him out. He says, I will try my best to keep these people safe. He looks at you directly, Earth, and give them the life and fight that they want. On a positive note, I dare say that his august majesty will be more interested in my head now that I promised a hundred-some poison-slinging barbarians, using their words, not mine, across his lands and into the Allied army. So if you all want, I'm sure I can get you out of your proposed meeting with, the, with even more royals tonight. 
Yeah. Smiles at you almost apologetically as Elspeth is halfway through her fourth eclair. <laughs> What's wrong with royals? He says. If you wish to have time to yourselves, I understand. And frankly, I'm not sure if the, the king and queen of... Uh, it, is, it is August. Majesty and Her Royal Highness understand that the uh, the sort of guests that they would be getting. However, if you would like to meet with them, the invitation is there. I am simply offering you an out. Well, what do we think? Honestly, I think it could go twofold, personally. I think it would be lovely to not have to brain anymore tonight. However, it might also be a good opportunity to read the room, if you know what I mean, in terms of what we had heard the lector talk about. <clears throat> That's smart. Oh, fuck. But... Annie, are you up for this? Yes. No, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably our best shot at that. <laughs> well... Daniel <laughs> uh, nods and says, well, keep in mind that these royals will expect what a king and queen would expect. Which means you'll all have to get quite cleaned up and go shopping quite quick, quickly here to find appropriate clothing and scrub off every last bit and... So you think this will be a problem? And I'm going to flip my eye patch up and it's going to be my nasty couchy eye wound. I imagine that you like swapped the eye patch once the gig was up and went from this eye. You're like, ah, fuck it. Left over here. Uh, it, it, it is unanimously a sign of, oh, except from um, Elspeth, who's like, oh, that's gross as she grabs a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pour some coffee for herself. Himself. Hmm? Mm-hmm. He did it himself. You know, he just kind of like took a knife and started. You think a spoon would have been better, but he just. Dig it around in there and you gotta just. Ugh. She looks at the like custard stuffed donut. She just, with some, she just took a big bite and some like yellowish white. Custard's mm. down and she... over and push. I know, like that. <laughs> you squeeze. She goes. I mean, I'm not gonna not eat this, but I will say it's grosser now. <laughs> so yes. I think I might actually pass on the king and queen. Unless we want to just. I mean, Eklund. You're not going, are you, Eklund? Um, have a walk might know what to look for. Indeed. Um, I don't have much at my disposal at this moment in time, but I at least know what we are looking for, and can take a look. All of us can, as well. well. Just remember, they they don't know what what we know. 
which was like, what do we know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So, unless we're fine with leaving it to our friends here today. I don't necessarily trust <clears throat> the Archlector as far as I can, can, can throw him, but I will say that it is unlikely that he would want any worms besides himself in this, uh, within it's his power. Exactly. Now, that of course means that it could be himself. But that seems extraordinarily unlikely given situation being as it is right now. I believe there'd be many ways for him to have disposed of, of, of you along the, along the way. So I seem to, I doubt that. It could be people working for him, but I sense the same. The, all these are possible. I would be more worried about those working for or, or under or with the Archlopter than the Archlopter himself. Sure. But could could be that uh, any one of the Inquisition. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Is there any that you would say that you trust from the Inquisition truly? I know you've had quite the tenuous relationship with, with them. Mm. Do we trust Arbellos? With a grain of salt, and I think Arbellos would appreciate that. For what it's worth, I think I trust him. I don't trust the... I don't think he's a mind flayer. No. But do I trust him not to sell us out to save his own skin? How much trust we talking? Yes. He, He has a sense of duty above all, I would say. I would trust him... Given his recollection, I would say he's... He's not an idiot, and I think that he is trustworthy to a point. So, I think he's as good as any to trust. And I think he recognizes the fact that we did him a solid in some ways. Excuse me! Eklund says that. Loudly. Enough that you cut off exactly as, as you did, and all eyes look to him. But he's not looking at any of you. He's looking up a bit. You don't see anything at all. Hmm. And he says, uh, he's sort of looking in, like, the Earth Annie of Elspeth area above their heads, it seems. And he says, he says would you like to... Join us rather than watch from afar. I'm sure you, you can find us if you choose to. And he, he holds up a finger, etches a mark in the air. <laughs> the air shimmers. And you see an orb, a yellowish orb about this big, hovering in that general area I just said. And then the air kind of sh- kind of shimmers in tandem with his sigil he just drew. And as the sigil <laughs> breaks, the orb <laughs> dispelled. I'll keep you around. Who is that? Could you see who it was, Eklund? No, only that that was a scrying orb. Hmm. Avalok looks concerned. Eskel is gra- grabbing his sword. Van- Vaniel just puts his, his heavy gauntleted elbows here and says, Eklund, you have... There's no way to trace that at all. 
Eklund's like, no. For all we know, it's a member of the good Inquisition or something else. Could be a nosy guest in the dining hall. What I can say is it just appeared as I was staring at it, so nothing that was said was heard, fortunately. So they didn't get to hear that Darvelos is into, you know, donkeys? <laughs> I don't think so. That his feet aren't the only little hairy thing about him? <laughs> oh dear. It's so, more of a personal relationship than I thought. <laughs> Let's keep that in mind, shall we? Eklund says. Yes, uh, let's keep that in mind. Daniel says, do you know who that was, who the scry was on, Eklund? T- typically it's one person, my understanding. Eklund says, unclear, but if I had to guess based on proximity, either Anaxoria, Urfael, or the princess. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't put it past Elspeth to have secret at Mars, but... She she looks far more about <laughs> that than she does about the eyeball thing. She actually goes, "Oh my gosh, can they do that at any time?" <gasps> yeah, if you don't roll well enough. So that little dance you do—they've all seen it. I have to get some some really short cut-off jeans. Maybe <laughs> Never knew. Yeah. Well, okay then. Daniel uh, <clears throat> says quite well. Let's keep that in mind. Um, as we were saying, it's your choice if you go t- t- tonight. Um, what's the con- con- what's the consensus there? What are we feeling? Do we think that we have the wherewithal to? Well, if, if we go, I, I guess we could check out the king and queen. We could also make a plea to them, even though they are only puppets, about the <laughs> passing through their country and everything. Yes, that's true. Yes. I don't know if that plea would help us, them or not, any more than just having Daniel take care of that. And we already have talked to the Inquisition, the High Inquisitor, a bit, mm-hmm. so, and I kind of get the feeling that he has more sway than most, so maybe we should just rest tonight. Rest and uh, deal with that later, mm. perhaps. Let the, those of high power and high authority handle Plus. these. If they don't serve Boilermakers at the palace, I ain't going. Yeah, that's fair. And the condition that we're in, we're not necessarily, as they would might say, up to their high standards. Yeah, you look like shit. I know. Or when you feel. I feel like shit. You guys are kind kind of sitting in shit. (laughs) In your own pants. Honestly, probably, yeah. Poop flakes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for still going and buying a dress and a bath, but... Yeah, that's fine by me. 
need to probably run these clothes at the tailor anyway. Well, I do have my tools if you want me to get them to work on it. I don't think they're going to take care of a stench. Unless it's with some damn good needles. True. I think you all need new clothing, is what Allspeth says. (laughs) And that's coming from from me, as she she gestures to herself with the blood-speckled whatnot on it. Such a travesty, yes, of course. I'm just saying. Yes. No, I, I get it. It is, it is, oof. Your words sting to my core. So maybe we just take it easy for tonight. Do a little bit of shopping in town and keep our wits about us. Keep conversations to a minimum that are audible in terms of things of import. Makes sense, because I forget that shit can go past your dome, can it? No, probably. Bobby isn't here anymore. I forgot. Let's go and ask him. Well, Annie, the same spell, right? Yeah. That's true. Shouldn't. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, it can be heard through. It can be heard through it. So, I've been trying to Yeah. So, so where does that leave us then, Royals? Yeah, Daniel says. Well, it sounds like that's a an abstain, which I think is wise and well deserved. To be clear. Um, well, let's thrust the responsibility onto you, but you seem um, made of the same cloth. Well, I was the one that made the de- made the decision, so it's only right that I do find. And I think you three have done enough. You deserve rest. I know that I know that your bodies and minds might not think it right now, but you do deserve some things in life. And after what you've just been through, rest is one of those those things. Well, make sure that you and your companions also get plenty of rest if you can. I know you've been fighting on the front lines. Well, it hasn't been so much combat um, late, lately, and just the sake of, of, of time, because I really should take a break here. I just risk realizing we're four or five minutes over our break. Um, a very brief story comes to you, and here's just a little tidbit of what happened. Again, this is sort of a um, Daniel, um, um, Daniel Avalok and, and Eskel trifecta story. Um, Avalok called Eskel back to the Kutreva Vale after hearing of Firesong's death and knowing that Eskel was there. This is when you guys were about to go into the Feywild for the first time and Eskel mm-hmm. got, got, got the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. They stayed only briefly until the Vivania showed up and Vivaniel and Elspeth arrived. Then they returned to the court city to do research on the enemy. This scroll-wielding, black-haired human of sorts. They were neck neck deep in the Palinaeum's archives. Uh, not Eskel's cup of tea, but uh, Avalok always tries to beat into his head a l- little bit of study can be the most important, important thing ever. Um, when Daniel sent that message um, about Runeheim, which is when Avalok replied by teleporting the letter in that chest and the fragment of Elder Starlight. 
So at that point in time, Eskel was was with Avalok, and they were in the court city. A gift that you that you still have, and it's not being asked back for. Um, you didn't get it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Benyom, Avalok, and Eskel were all in Wolfsil in the on the night of Long Shadows. Uh, they were a bulwark against any incursions that could make it through the through the steps. So take a very brief and quick deviation here just so we can see the, the map Wolfsill would be uh, you can see it right here in the center and if you recall it was Westholm and Harhagen that got 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 fucked on that uh, night so they were stationed mm-hmm. here um, after Harhagen and Westholm fell to beast goblins knows hob goblins and Daniel um, at this point he hushes and mouths the word dragon. Uh, they, they were amongst those who marched eastward through the pass there to join with the survivors. A few hundred feet away from, from, from them, too far to do more than watch in horror, but close enough to see all the detail, the great beast of red scale appeared out of nowhere and burned a hundred down in seconds. Two more sweeps with its fiery breath, and, and another couple hundred left screaming and burning, and the beast simply flew away. Um, it took everything that they had to help those that they could, but at that point, chasing the creature was impossible. The feeling in the past was sheer terror until they, until they got back to Wolfsill, and even then, every bird's errant shadow cast from overhead sent everybody scrambling for cover. It was truly a terrible terrible time for all involved seeing a beast of legend like that become very very real and the amount of death that transpired just in front after that they hunkered for a time in Wolfsill, but ultimately brought the fight back to Hatu Harhagen uh, Daniel hates to admit it but it was better that the city burned to the ground entirely, then became a solid bastion for the enemy. So they marched through the pass, took the city back by force until the, until the barbarians were forced to flee, and then they burned every last domicile down that they could. And that's the little story yeah. about what Eskel has been up to with, with people ever since. And that's where they were when uh, Elspeth reached out to them and then they came back here. Let me see. Well, it's good to know that side of the story. Yes. Well, on that note, uh, <clears throat> if you return, if you decide to return to the court city, Eklund can, Eklund can help, I'm sure, when he brings Elspeth back home in time for the Tain Gala, and can I, I'm sure he can even recommend a place to, live, to lay low while you rest. Eskel pipes up and says, Baldrige Hearth. I have to go to Bold Baldrige Hearth. It's, it's, it's nice. It's not high up where everyone's looking at you. Yes. Good place. I, I, I would walk, I think I walked two hours there for the best meat pies of my life, and then two hours back to the Palinaeum every, every, every day. Avalok looks at him <laughs> like, is that why you were gone for so long at the same time every day? No, 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 no. 
he said and smiled. <laughs> I should not have said, said that. I should not I have not. said that. He, he, he haggards right off and Avalok's like, mm-hmm. With like it presses his, his thin lips together. You can tell that the elf clearly has a very soft spot for him. He's, he's trying trying to change the way he does things to use his mind over his, you know, his brawn. But Eskel's just got such a pure soul that it's just hard to like, he's like, I can't be mad at you, but... Like Scooby-Doo and Knight's Armor? You little scamp, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, little, you little scamp. Um, Daniel continues and says, My concern is with your friend. N- nodding at Inigo, who, for the third time now, is falling back asleep, and now just fully face, face down on, on the ground, at least not snoring this time. He calls attention to anything that sees him. Um... But he looks in need of great help. The Panaceum in the court city could do wonders for him if you have the funds to pay pay for House Horasco's more expensive services. But as has been mentioned previously, there can be dangers back home as well. Otherwise, if you have the means to return to wherever you call home, and are you are of course welcome to do so. There is much that we must finish in Agristone and Alfheim, but I'm sure we'll meet again. Till then, take your well-deserved rest, and uh, have fun at the gala. Your wisdom, (laughs) cleverness, and strength is still much needed in these uncertain times. And Daniel will uh, give a very affectionate shoulder squeeze to Elspeth, who gives him a side hug in his big heavy metal plate um whoops sorry stop fog of war there we go cable edition yeah (laughs) and he will come up um and annie he'll give you a solid but gentle pat on the on the shoulder the kachink of this gauntlet and says, I hear that. I hear that you have uh, become firm friends with Lady Girte. I hope so. Any warnings I should know about? I fear that if I told you all the warnings about my lovely home, city, that that king and queen would would send me a second ir- irritated message quite soon. They'd have to know you told me first. No, I more mean it would take me all night. <laughs> Touche. You've done very well, which is not surprising at all. My, my sister speaks very fondly of you, but your wit is needed. And that silver tongue of yours, more so. That's the sort of strength that's needed right now. Well, try not to get us all killed with it. Uh, I thought that it was upgraded to gold. Platinum. <laughs> he stands next to next to your, your chair, Earth, and extends a metal gauntleted hand to shake yours. I will clasp it with all the might I can muster. <laughs> Your knuckles are white, and he's like, "You realize I'm wearing armor. I can't feel that at all, right?" You feel it. Um... He presses a little bit on yours, and you're like, <laughs> uh, "Not because he's stronger than you by any means, but because 
spearhead a fucking day, you know? Yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. I will find a way to pay you back for this. I won't forget it, my friend. I expect nothing less. All friendships should be transactional in nature. I'm joking. <laughs> he walks past. He lets go. Say he sounded like a real royal there for a second. <laughs> I try. I try. He pats. He pats you on the shoulder as he makes his way over to Merwin and extends a hand as well to you. I will shake it not nearly as vigorously as Raphael, but you know. He crushes Thank you me. into Paytonum. He <laughs> takes your hand, your hand once firmly, just a little more, one of these sorts of mm-hmm. shakes, and says, Thank you. I feel like you're the youngest of this, this troop, but somehow the guiding light during all this. Well, they took Eskel from us, so somebody's got to drink something. Mm-hmm. Eskel's like, I taught you very well. <laughs> he stands up his chair. Like, how can a guy in full play armor stand up and not make a sound except for chink chink and Eskel? He gives you a hug. You just, you're still sick. He doesn't, he says, no, no, don't stand. He gives you the most awkward hug in the world. It would have been even easier if you had actually just stood. Gives you that hug, squeezes you tight, <laughs> and says, "says We'll meet again soon." Good. I have things to talk about with you. Ah, uh, well, uh, we we still can, maybe. Avalok's like ticking time. That's what's like. Soon. Maybe I could uh, meet. Meet you at the castle, and Daniel's like, I think I think you've deserved a few a few more minutes with your allies, your friends. Avalok nods and says, make make your way, take a take a coach, so you get there quick. <laughs> no two hour journeys for meat pies, Eskel. You're on to me, master. <laughs> so he sits back, back down, pulls in his chair. <laughs> yeah, Avalok, uh, which is awkward because he just gave, gave gave you a hug and said goodbye, and then he just pulls back back in his chair right next to you. Just one of those weird goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Avalok stands, nods to you all, and says, "If you ever need to need to get a hold of me, I'm sure one of, I'm sure one of you have means of a sending of." Some sort. You seem industrious folk. <laughs> you. You find a way. And he uh, walks out with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the gangs all back together. Eklund uh, looks at. Elspeth and goes, <clears throat> Elspeth's like, oh, yeah, I should probably change out of this if I, I'm going to dine with the, the royal family one last time, which I suppose would be polite before I go. And I suppose you all need that bath and privacy and ideally some new new, new clothes or, and a lot of soap. We'll get there. We'll get there. Eklund, when will we head 
back. Eklund says, I would prefer tonight. Late tonight. Uh, royals tend to dine late, so let's say... Well, we'll come to you. And Eklund um, says, I have uh, procured for you each uh, several rooms upstairs, four to be precise. Each with your mm -hmm. own tub and bed and a rope to call a servant if anything is required. I just ask that you take caution with your words. You're likely safe for the time being. I haven't seen anything else appear now, but take take caution is what I say. The same as you should at any point in time, unless you are completely sure that nothing can see or hear. Crying eyes and all that. I do believe that your dome would be an adequate protection against such things. Hmm. Muted. At least they would not be able to see you, and if you keep your voices low enough and use innuendo and the such, I think you'll be fine. Undoubtedly. In your end. Avalok's gone. I fucking use mine. So, yeah. when you are completed here, simply ask Kip or whoever to take to take you to your rooms that, again, have already been paid for, for through the next um, night, actually. So if you choose to, to choose to stay here and not come back with us to, us to the court city, that is completely your prerogative. Do you think, mm -hmm. you think you'll return to the court city with us, or did you have means of going elsewhere? Well, we went, what, Silverd? Teleportation messes you up a little bit. Yes, we're in... We're in Silverd. Maybe so we can go back home for a bit. We can go back home for a bit, yes. And how um, would we get there, exactly? Well, we could either walk, or we could wait here for a few days, and we could then go via tree. Okay. Does, does Zillwood have teleportation that you can purchase, much like the Court City, or no? Uh, as far as you know, which could be mistaken, there are no teleportation circles in Highbot. They're not that common. There's no per permanent glyphs in Highbot. Does, doesn't our, our dear sweet little Inexoria have one? She does. Have, oh, yes. yes. So if oh, yeah. Have use the scroll to get us back to the court city. Oh, and we can also go. And walking yeah, is out of the pic, pic, out of the picture entirely because it is a, it's a longer walk from Sowood to to to, to Heimat than it was to Fatakzil to the Petreva mm -hmm. Rail. So but you're talking have, about um, Alabaster's teleportation cycle. Yeah, but maybe I don't understand how teleportation works. Because what I'm talking about is us literally walking out. Morwin can use to get us back home because you felt up the trees around our house, our estates. Yeah, I felt up the trees around our estates. And we could get home that way, and then I could use the teleportation circle to get us back to the court city. Do you know the sigils of the court city's glyphs? No, but I could ask that one. Or someone. Perhaps Makes sense. If we just show up in the uh, Helenate, I feel like uh, you know, 
So we could ask Esclan how where you're planning on going back. It is a regulated transit there and back. You can you can go, but you will get asked questions. Because if what we could do instead is teleport to Hyamont now and then rest at our place and then tree stride close to the city. Because I've touched a tree outside of the court city. If you can teleport to Al's circle. I forget how that all works. Which is exactly what her scroll can't do. Yep, I can't Mute helps. Taking off mute helps. <laughs> that, that, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I can do that, yes. Yeah. Honestly, I think that sounds like the best idea. Easier to talk. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could head home sweet home tonight. Yeah. Honestly, I'd love a few days in high amount versus... The wood? Yeah. <laughs> I dare say that you would be happier away from the Inquisition's backyard and away from whatever my home street home might have in store for you. So you three being at full strength is of paramount importance. And I would love to be able to scrub it up dub in this tub and then leave our stank behind. As a free man, I think that sounds like a plan. Sounds good to me. Good. All right. So Eklund and Elspeth will, will, will stand. Elspeth will give you all, you know, friendly hugs again, just getting more blood on, on her. And she... She's going to burn the dress anyway. Yep. <laughs> she will depart, and Eklund will look at you all and nod. Um, very, very... Looking, looking at you very, very intently, um, he Flato says, um, now, that, now that all of this has tra- transpired, you three can be recognized as servants of, of the Sermonian crown, protected from assassination, at least, at least from the Fjallan family. With respect, I hope you understand that my concerns are not with orcs or your histories in Agristone, minor with other topics that we are all familiar with. So, it will be good to see you again. Your attendance and insight to the gala will be most appreciated. Thank you very much. He bows fully and says, Anaxaria, send me a letter when you, uh, when you are within 12 hours of, re- of returning. And let me know by what means you plan on returning so I can have somebody myself perhaps meet you. And do. Appreciate it. Cool. Take care. Be careful. He turns and leaves. And with that, we'll take an unbelievably overdue break. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I kept on, I even said, oh, we should take a break right now. And then I just kept on talking. I apologize. Let, let's take a, a break and then we'll come back and finish up. You guys having All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah.